Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Salutations. We are live from a high atop Mount Moriah, sandwiched between two Grizzlies games, two home Grizzlies games this weekend. How about that? A home back-to-back. And we're right in the middle of it. Grizzlies getting a win last night. Back at FedEx Forum tonight to take on the Houston Rockets. A very, very rare home back-to-back in the National Basketball Association. We'll talk about your Memphis Grizzlies here in just a couple of seconds with Kevin Light from the Memphis Wire. He writes about the Grizzlies. He joins us every week in the 11 o'clock hour. He's going to join us momentarily. And a little bit later on in the program, as always, we end the show with the wrestling segment. We will be taking your phone calls this week because WWE SmackDown was in Memphis um, earlier in the week on Tuesday night, SmackDown Live to be exact. And we want to know uh, what you thought about it. If you saw the show live or you watched it at home even, uh, we want to know what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you, uh, who, all of that, everything. Just your entire review, really, from SmackDown Live. Uh, we will take your phone calls, your texts, and your tweets. So you can uh, tweet me at Cerrito. You can text Sports 56 at 67129. That's 67129. If you've never texted the show before, text 56JOIN. First, and uh, so you can text over your SmackDown Live reviews, or you can uh, tweet at me. Very interactive. It's going to be Cerrito Live, Cerrito Live Wire is what we're calling it in hour number two as we take your phone calls and thoughts. But that's not all. That's not all. We're going to have an hour-long wrestling segment today because Jerry the King Lawler made his WWE return. Very short absence there for the King, right? He wasn't gone very long. Uh, he made his return on Tuesday in Memphis and got super kicked in the heart by the guy who caused his heart attack. Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so we will uh, talk to Jerry the King Lawler uh, in hour number two, and we'll replay my interview. If you missed it, I talked to Becky Lynch, uh, former WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch. Talked to her earlier in the week before SmackDown. That uh, went up on our podcast feed. Of course, you can always subscribe to Cerrito Live on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Uh, that interview uh, went up there earlier in the week and on CerritoLive.com. But if for some reason you have missed it, we will replay that at the end of the show today. But as promised, 
We're going to uh, tip off the show yet again, talking about your Memphis Grizzlies with the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip, and he joins us for some Kevin Sanity. <laughs> Come on! Sanity. Kevin Sanity is brought to you every week by Blue Restaurant Lounge. Right across from FedEx Forum, it is your pre- and post-game destination for every event at the Grindhouse. That's Blue Restaurant and Lounge across from FedEx Forum. Life, what's going on? Uh, what's going on is I am joining you from cloudy and cold Portland, Oregon this morning. Cloudy and, and cold. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I hear, it, I hear it's extremely nice in Memphis. Uh, and you, pictures oh yeah and it, it is not extremely nice here it is the perfect day f- to uh go outside maybe participate in a march perhaps here in memphis it's a great day for that uh the weather's yeah. unbelievable it is almost 70 degrees right now my car says marching in memphis? 68 they're marching everywhere they're marching in memphis marching in memphis gotta get a relax. yeah i actually uh i have to confess i actually did not watch the grizzlies game last night because uh Flyer news editor Toby Stells and I went out and uh, tried to find some dinner last night and ended up running into uh, a riot. <laughs> you ended up running into wandered. a riot, yeah. And we Wait, wandered you, downtown what? Portland. Uh, yeah, there was, a, there was a big protest in downtown Portland last night, uh, an illegal protest without a permit, and um, riot police got involved. Uh, I can now say that I have heard flash grenades go off um, from a block away, and that's not an experience I want to repeat anytime soon. Oh, wait, and uh, right. yeah, it was, it was it was really fun. Like, like you got to have a permit to riot. You do. You have to have a permit to march. So to protest <laughs> the establishment, I need to get a piece of paper from the establishment saying it's okay. Yes. Learned something new today. <laughs> I mean, the issue last night was that that crowd was kind of looking for trouble, um, and they they were pretty peaceful. They stayed pretty peaceful, and they just kind of marched around and the. the they, the police kind of let them do their thing as long as they were marching around, but then they ended up. They were trying to take the bridges and block the bridges. They were trying to block transit and that kind of stuff. And so eventually the police cleared them out. And uh, that's that's about the time that Toby and I were trying to find something to eat. Did you find uh, Did you find something to eat? We <laughs> this it's it's extremely bizarre. And I think Toby's. I think we're going to do a little podcast, kind of just telling our our story of what happened last <laughs> night. We oh, wow. ended up eating at a Buffalo Wild Wings which was the only place open in downtown Portland uh, while while there was a riot happening, riot police going by. Um, it was raining. It was, it was extremely surreal. Were these places were closed because of the riot or? Yeah, was... they knew that they knew that there was going to be this big protest happening in the square and that it was probably going to turn into a march. Uh, after the election, they had a bunch of unrest up here, a lot of broken windows and that kind of stuff. So yesterday at about 3 o'clock, downtown Portland just shut down. Uh, all the coffee shops were closed. They boarded up the windows at the Nike store. Um, so they, they kind of just knew trouble was coming. And sure enough, 10,000 people descended on this square about two blocks from our hotel. And um, it, it got weird from there. What was the craziest thing you saw last night? The craziest thing I saw last night? I think the craziest thing I saw last night was the homeless guy. Uh, we, so we walked down back to this square, they marched them around and marched them back to the square where they started. Uh, and that's when the riot police really moved in to kind of disperse the crowd and clear them out. And so Toby and I were kind of standing there by this line of riot police, keeping us from getting any closer to the square. Um, and a homeless guy was going around asking for a cigarette and these bros, uh, next to us kind of told this guy, Hey, go shove that cop and we'll give you a cigarette. 
Oh, no. Uh, and this is a cop with a gas mask on in riot gear with a club. Uh, and his cop friend standing next to him happened to have her hands on a rubber bullet gun. And so this guy was about to shove this cop. He was, like, getting in the cop's face, and you could see that the officer next to him, uh, like, had that gun and was about to shoot this guy with a rubber bullet if he didn't stop. And um, so Toby and I decided that that was, we'd seen enough, and we needed to cross the street. Uh, I don't think the guy ended up hitting the hitting the police officer. Uh, I hope that he didn't. And uh, but yeah, that was that was definitely the craziest thing. Uh, that that guy was about to try to pick a fight with with some some cops in riot gear, and that just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Yeah, not not a good idea. <laughs> not a good idea at all. But uh, yeah, so today is it's the peaceful the, the women's marches are happening everywhere. They're happening in Memphis, and yeah. uh, the they're Memphis, expecting about forty five thousand know. people at the one here. So. Oh wow, and the one in Memphis. I mean, it's you're you're gonna see, you know, pa- more powerful images probably because I mean the march uh, passing through you know over by the Lorraine Motel and everything. There is more uh, you know his- history that they can pass um, on this women's march as they uh, try to um, you know make a- make a statement today across the United What's States. What's the rule for the women's march? Can I go march with them? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you can. Yeah, because I, I mean. I, Million Man March. I don't think it was many uh, people outside of black people there and men. Well, I think you're allowed. I think if you're, are you going? Are you leaving right now? Yeah, you can produce and do your own show. I'm out. All right, CJ's getting out of here. Look for a guy in a Ninja Turtle hoodie at the Women's March <laughs> in Memphis. All right, let's talk Grizzlies. Uh, we'll, we'll stay on uh, somewhat interesting topics, uh, similar similar to what we're talking about there, because we're talking about the Martin Luther King Day game. Last week we previewed it. We were on the eve of the Martin Luther King Day weekend game, right? you got to add the word weekend in there now. And the Grizzlies played on Monday night, and we, we were talking last week, did the Grizzlies make the right decision picking Monday night on national TV versus – uh, or Sunday night on national TV versus Monday night or Monday afternoon on NBA TV. So they had two choices. National TV, Sunday night, NBA TV, Monday afternoon. They went with Sunday night. Of course, they didn't know the football game was going to be conflicting with it. But uh, if you could go back, uh, Leip, and Monday morning quarterback this decision with with you know hindsight being twenty twenty. should the Grizzlies have picked Monday night over – or Sunday night over Monday afternoon? I think so, absolutely, because you know the weather situation with the NFL game was totally out of their control, and if that hadn't happened, and the, the play of that that Chiefs and Steelers game hadn't gotten moved late, uh, you know they would have had primetime ESPN all to them all to themselves. There would have been no other sporting events on. Um, so I, I totally think it was the right decision. I, I said this in my my piece about the, the game. I don't think they should have had to make that decision. I think if the NBA were um, you know, really serious about promoting Memphis and, and should promote Atlanta, too, on, on the Martin Luther King holiday. Uh, they should both play at home all the time, just like the Lions on Thanksgiving, you know. Right. Um, but, they, you know, they they were given a, a choice by the league, and, and they took the choice that gave them more eyeballs uh, and gave them more exposure, and I think that was the right thing to do. And, you know, even knowing that the game, even knowing that that football game was going to get switched, I still think it was the right thing to do. Uh, you know, because then a noon game on NBA TV just—it's not that big of a deal, right? It's not going to draw that many eyeballs. It's not going to get that much exposure for your symposium and your awards and that kind of stuff. So, right. yeah, I absolutely think they made the right decision. So next year they have the same choice. They go, you go with, you'd say go with Sunday night again because there's not going to be an NFL game two years in a row, probably. 
Yeah, no, I think if they're given the same choice next year, I think they should take. I think they should do the same thing. Uh, I prefer Sunday night on ESPN to to Monday at noon on on fake national TV. Uh, ten times out of ten. Okay, no, I, I was at the game sitting next to you for the majority of it. And but one thing to me, it just felt like there was something missing from the air. It didn't feel as special, and, and I don't know if it's because we've just done it so many times now, or if it was because it was Sunday night and it wasn't Martin Luther King Day. There is something that you could always kind of like just feel some special energy in the air at this game. And I know that sounds cliche, and you can't really like uh, bottle it or figure out how to make that happen. But uh, to me, I didn't feel that in there. Did you? Did it feel like the Martin Luther King Day game to you? It was not a very. Um, the crowd was not as into it as I thought they were going to be, and you know I think there were a lot of factors with that. I think one of them is just Memphis has a, a ton of Cowboys fans, and <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> uh, were playing and then lost in in heartbreaking fashion for those people uh, who you know I don't like the Cowboys, so whatever. Um, but. I, I think that had something to do with it. You know that it, they do have a large fan base here, and they were playing. Uh, and the NFL is still kind of king of the hill. Um, I think that was part of it. I think the fact that the Grizzlies just weren't playing that well was part of it, uh, and eventually lost. I, it's just it was a weird game. It was a very strange vibe. I mean, the, the Grizzlies uh, almost traditionally lose this game anyway. They don't have a very good record on Martin Luther no. King Day, and so I don't. I just still there's something about it. That I. I'm leaning more towards. I think you just do it on Monday. I think you do it on Martin Luther King Day. And how much is the how important is the exposure though? Is that what it's all about? Is to get as much exposure about the event, or is it just to uh, celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King and to celebrate other other people who are honoring his legacy in everyday life? Or is it does it need that exposure to make the whole thing work? I, I think that's a good question, and that's a question for for them, and one that I probably should have asked them. You know, um, I think it. I think it. Um, I think having it on the actual day is is kind of special. You know, um, but I think I think they this year decided in favor of the exposure. Um, uh, really, the NBA has kind of just co opted the whole thing from them anyway, uh, and they have. You know, I have a dream on league mandated warm ups, uh, and they they kind of spin the whole thing as being about you know just follow your dreams and your dreams will come true, which is uh, the furthest thing from what Martin Luther King <laughs> was actually talking about. Right. It sounds like if it's like Disney Day or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and so the Grizzlies, for their part, are partnered with the Civil Rights Museum and keep it focused on racial equality, which is what it's supposed to be about, right? Striving for racial equality. Uh, not it's not about follow your dreams and and your dreams will come true. Um, that's a very insidious way to think about it. Um, but so so the NBA has kind of co-opted the whole thing and, and turned it into another Christmas Day where you got the Cavs and Warriors playing and all this kind of stuff. And that's fine. It's just not really it's not really celebrating the legacy of Martin Luther King. All right, Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyers joining us. He joins us every week to talk about the Grizzlies. We're looking back at Sunday's Martin Luther King Day game, uh, the first one to ever be played on a Sunday for your Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, ideally, I mean, I know a lot of people say we want prime time on Martin Luther King Day, and we always talk about that. And I, me personally, I think midday on national TV on Martin Luther King Day actually makes it even more special to me. And yeah, you don't get as many eyeballs, but people are off work and. Uh, Maybe maybe you might get more eyeballs than you think because if you're going to watch television, you don't have as much competition on other channels. So 
Um, but to me, that just that makes the game feel different, unique, and special. Uh, some to it when you when you have it in the daytime, but also on that day when people are off work and sell and celebrating uh, Dr. King. But I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's a good argument. I, I see your point. We'll see what the we'll see what they what they offer going down the line. But is it? I mean, maybe I don't know. I just I couldn't feel the the just the something in the air that's always there. That unique feeling that you get at the Martin Luther King Day game. I I couldn't get it. I don't know. Is it time for the event to evolve at all? We've got Claiborne Temple opening up next door to FedEx Forum now. It's been, it was vacant for so long. I mean, only time anybody ever uh, really. Uh, you know, went to Claiborne Temple was when you went there to take Instagram photos, and so that was on the outside. <laughs> but um, like, what is it time to do something? Because they do the same thing every year, uh, as far as uh, symposium, honor NBA players who have, have made an impact, and you have a, a great halftime musical act. Um, it's practically the same formula they've been keeping to. Should they try to? Should it maybe shake the formula up a little bit? Do something. Uh, modernize it a little bit because since when they started this, if you if you go back, like you, and they started this whole Martin Luther King Day celebration was years ago, right? Grizzlies first first team to to really embrace it. Yeah, uh, they were lots still of, at the pyramid when they started doing it. Right, lots has happened. A lot, a lot of happened. Has a lot of, a lot has happened in this country since then, right? And. And I don't know that how much what you're talking about. Right, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much they. Can, <laughs> I was in a riot last night. I was out in a riot last night, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know how they can modernize the conversation uh, a little bit because it really is focused all totally on the history and not necessarily as much. I don't know. I don't know if they can modernize it any more to figuring out how we can move forward, right? Get something benefit moving forward out of this event when you are gathering a lot of folks together. Uh, celebrating Dr. King, uh, sending good vibes everywhere, and saying, you know, spreading his message to maybe I don't know, take that to some modernize it, get it to 2017. Am I am I crazy? I can't yeah. think of how to do that, but I'm not sure how to do it either. But I do think there's some truth there. I mean, I think it. Uh, we live in an era where uh, we are. I think we kind of, as Americans, kind of lulled ourselves into a false sense of security of oh. The Civil Rights Movement was in the past, and the Voting Rights Act passed, and the Civil Rights Act passed, and okay, good job, that was over. Um, you know, we, we kind of, we fool ourselves when we think that that's the end of that struggle, and that, that, that that's not an ongoing thing. Uh, and I think especially in the last few years with, uh, you know, with kind of the emergence of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the attention that uh, race issues and race relations got in this recent election, I mean, we are, we are not done. You know, there's a lot of work still to be done. Um, and, you know, I, I do think to kind of treat it as a historical thing is, is inaccurate and, and harmful. Honestly, it's harmful. You can't pretend this stuff is over. Um, so I don't, I don't know how they do that because at the end of the day, like, they can't offend people, right? They, they, have, to, they have to be pretty safe with how they're presenting it, um, you know. But I, I do think some kind, of, some kind of modernization would take into account that, that we're kind of at the crest of, of a new wave of activism. I think. I think this is. I think the stuff that you're seeing yesterday and today is 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 the start, not the end of something. Yeah, and I, I don't, and I'm not telling them to pick sides. And can they, uh, can they do it without ticking people off? I think there's 
CJ's going to. I'll tell them. No, I mean, I'll tell them to pick sides. I think I think African Americans are are people too. You know, that's the side to pick. Right, and that's um, it. But, but if that's it, depends. What I'm saying, what side you do? Like, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's blurry lines on trying. Some people don't. Most people do not understand the movement. We've talked about it on this show a lot, but we'll bring CJ in here since he is uh, the black guy on the show. CJ. Pressure. How, how fitting is it? We <laughs> talked about this yesterday. Uh, no, you can't. You can't have an honest conversation about race without upsetting white people. It it can't be done. So if you if some you white people, play, will, yeah. if you well, have to play both you sides of the fence, me. you can't uh, do it. <laughs> life is life is about to hang I'm up. Upset now. I'm, upset I'm sorry, now. like. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right, and that's that's an unfortunate fact. You know. Uh, affluent white people uh, who are probably the majority of season ticket holders everywhere right. uh, don't like to be told that things are not great. So um, it's, they have to walk that line. Yeah, I don't and it's But to do it like this, it does seem like there's the, the meat of it's missing here because in 2017, you're, you're doing all of this and you're missing the boat. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, there's there's something that can be done on this day, and maybe the Grizzlies, and maybe not directly the Grizzlies, and maybe it's just done through the Civil Rights Museum, and they're kind of, it's that that the conversation is is too much in the past to me. On um, maybe just throughout the entire country with Martin Luther King Day, and we can't just like throw it all on the on this Grizzlies NBA celebration, right? Because um, not that our times are as bad as they were when we had Martin Luther King uh, here, but like there's got there's got to be something. CJ, you think it's impossible? It is impossible for a any any organization or anybody to talk about race without upsetting a, a segment of the population. And for the Grizzlies, you know, pe- affluent white people, like like said, those are your season ticket holders. You don't want to upset them because really you're, you're in it to make money. It's an unfair burden that we place on sports franchises and sports teams to make political statements. Something like that, what you're talking about, would have to be done by the Civil Rights Museum. So the Grizzlies can do their celebration and do it the way that they want to and then direct people or point people towards the museum, but them doing it themselves as a franchise, as an organization, it can't be done. Yeah. I, I don't. I think you're right. I don't. That's a, the opposite of what Martin Luther King would probably say right now. CJ is that it can't be done. I mean, Martin there's got to be King, a way. You can't King. say it can't be done. I think there's a way for you to have the conversation about the people who are so blinded and don't understand the issue, and you can incorporate because you know the Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter. You can incorporate and tell people Why are like you talking about Blue Lives Matter. You because, see that because that that's, you have to talk to those people. You, there's a way to do it and talk to those people who. Uh, and bring everyone together. Have those as topics of the conversation and why this exists and why this exists and try to talk about it. You could. I mean, it's possible. Not for the, an NBA franchise whose sole purpose is to make money. Yeah. I, I kinda, no, that's I'm true. I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a way for them to do it and make it a part of what they do and, and, and have it go well. You know, I just think... I think I think the partnership with the the museum, kind of like CJ saying, gives them an opportunity to say, "Hey, look, check out what they're doing over here. Yeah. We think this is important." Yeah. Um, but I I think that's kind of how it would have to go. It's 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 more, mostly celebrating uh, celebrating the past and honoring the past is what this day's about. So that's what you're what you're saying, right? I just wish wish there could be some type of a way to have. I know I agree with you, CJ, on most of, of your stuff. I just don't believe that it it can't happen because I I I want it to happen in this country, and I think uh, 
eventually it can't happen. Can it not happen with a NBA franchise? Probably is not the best way to do it. But there's something there. There's something they could do. Something that wouldn't tick that many people off and 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 help a little bit. There's if, something if they partner with they they've done a great job partnering so partnering with the Civil Rights Museum. Hey, you can say hey, we're going to focus on the dream aspect, but if you want the reality, go to the Civil Rights Museum. <laughs> That's where you need to be. Dream versus <laughs> reality. Okay, uh, well, I didn't expect us to talk this much about that, but uh, so real fast, Lipe, um Marcus Hall is not a starter in the NBA All Star game. Yeah, that's because uh, fan voting is dumb. <laughs> I get why they do it. It's annoying. I enjoy uh, the fan voting. We disagree on that topic. Uh, Anthony Davis. Well, it's because you're the world's biggest Zaza Pachulia fan. <laughs> Seven, 17 and 27, the New Orleans Pelicans, with, with the Unibrow uh, as their star. And he gets on the team instead of Marcus Gasol. Um, so you're saying Marcus? And he's Hall, been really good, but uh, yeah, he's been Davis has been really good. I just don't, I just don't think he's been better than Gasol. And his team is not. And I think no, that you do absolutely have, not. That's ops, if, if there's a debate, I think the tiebreaker. There's some conversation. Like if there's a debate, do you do you pick um, the hometowner or do you pick the better player? I think there's a debate between these two right now. I think you put the, pick the person on the better team. And I'm I'm all for hometowner bias. If you're voting, like if you're a Grizzlies fan, you're going to vote for Marcus Saul. That's just how it works. Yeah, well, I also think I think you should probably err on the side of taking the, the player kind of in his prime over the player who's up and coming. Anthony Davis is right. still like twenty four years old. Yeah, he's going to be in the. He's going to make some all star teams. Take the player who's most exciting, who's going to put on a show, baby. Okay, that's yeah. CJ voted for They're Anthony Davis. <laughs> CJ voted for Anthony. <laughs> all right, we'll talk more Grizzlies next week. But before we let you go, we always like to talk about what's trending at the Memphis Flyers website, memphisflyer.com, and on their social media pages. Because Light not only writes about the Grizzlies, he's also the digital manager. So let's talk about what's trending. Trending, trending, trending. Trending with Light. All right, Light, what, what are we at? What's trending online this week for the Memphis Flyer? Top story this week. Um, Probably the top blog post is what we just talked about. It was kind of my, my recap of the Martin Luther King game that, that uh, touched on a lot of these issues. Uh, the other hot thing on the website right now is our 20 under 30 feature. Um, we do it every year. Richard Alley puts it together. It is the uh, 20 Olympians under 30 that you should probably know about. Um, I was never on it. I don't know if you were ever on it. Yes, so I'm an alum. I'm an alum. Oh, you're an alum. Yes, you're an alum. Okay. I'm so not they on got it, one right. Uh, well, you're just not as important. How much time are. you got left, CJ? Um, I'm done. I can't be on it. Oh, no, CJ's ineligible. Now. I'm okay. 29. This was it. Oh, this, this was, was it, it, man. Ah. Oh, my I goodness. Wish I'd known. CJ does more than I'd some known. of these people. But yeah, I would agree congr- with that. congratulations to all the, the honorees under the 20 under 30. Welcome to yeah, the it's club. Cool, and it's, Welcome to the and club. And the event was cool. We had, the, we had our event kind of party for all the people at the Old Dominic Distillery. Uh, which is not actually open yet, but they let us in there to have our party. Were you there? Um, no, I was here already. I was already oh. out here in Portland. Um, but it was cool. You know, it was, it was cool that we were able to to do that and give people a sneak peek of the distillery. And it's just a cool thing that we do every year. I'm I'm glad we do it. Okay, an- another story I, I noticed that, you, that a lot of people were talking about is Congressman Cohen skipping this inauguration uh, this week. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's. That's kind of a thing that that's a kind of a wave of protest that's happened with even just within Congress. I mean, I think um, 
I think Steve Cohen has always kind of worked with John Lewis pretty closely. And so I think when the uh, then president elect decided to go after John Lewis for not attending, I think, um, I think Cohen decided to, uh, you know, if John Lewis isn't going to go, I'm not going to go either. Um, I get it. You know, uh, if, these if, are if, these. If Hillary Clinton, Steve Cohen, friend of the show, friend of the show, um, but if he, if 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 Hillary Clinton can go, anybody can go to that. You probably should go. If Hillary Clinton's going to have to sit there, or is Hillary like, is Hillary saying like, all right, I have to go to this thing. You guys, yeah. if you guys don't have to be there, but I have to be there uh, because my husband was a president. It's the worst time for your husband to ever be a president is when you lose the election to the guy. Uh, and they have to go to the inauguration because <laughs> otherwise she. Yeah, I guess do. she's the first. Uh, she's the first losing candidate who still had to go anyway because she was married to a former president. Um, so that's a that's an interesting historical moment. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm not going to tell anybody they have to go. If you want to protest by not going, protest right. by not going. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing that that certainly John Lewis knows is that a protest is going to be more effective if it's extremely visible and makes a lot of people really mad. <laughs> And I think that's kind of what he was doing. So um, I get it. So she's probably um, she's probably the the first loser non president to attend because I'm assuming like if you lose like Jimmy Carter had to be at Reagan's right, uh, right, right, right. So you did have some people to sit very, very, very awkwardly uh, through all of that. So Congressman Cohen though he he uh, did boycott the inauguration, but he is at the the women's march today. So yeah, he is marching with the women, yeah. CJ. So it is possible our congressman is there. So go go join him. I don't know if he's at the D.C. march or the Memphis march, but the pictures coming through on Twitter. Memphis Memphis uh, march looks pretty good. Pretty good turnout. It's right. hard to um, it's hard to be here on this weekend and with all this stuff going on and, and literally being being out in civil unrest last night. Uh, it's hard to not feel like this is just the beginning of kind of a new age of protest. So I think it's going to get more interesting from here. All right, there you go. Nice uh, prediction from Leip to end, end this week's segment. Leip, we'll catch up with you next week. Uh, travel, get, be, stay safe up there. Stay safe. <laughs> I'm going to start the next riot, so it's fine. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be great. You better uh, give it to, you'll have a good, that'll, that'll be the trending story next week, I'm sure. All right. All right. Thanks. That's Kevin Light from the Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizz blog on Twitter. He joins us every week for some Kevin Sanity to talk about the Grizz and what's trending in Memphis. Uh, And it's always brought to you by Downtown Blue. That's Blue Restaurant and Lounge. It's right across from FedEx Forum. They have social hour every day from 11 to 6. We took advantage of that pregame for SmackDown Live. Uh, Dustin, myself, Maria, uh, Brady bunch of listeners. We all went out to uh, Blue before SmackDown Live on Tuesday. It is the perfect place to go before and after any event at FedEx Forum. And if you can get there early enough, you can take advantage of that social hour pricing, which includes $5 wine and spirit specials plus $3 beer deals as well. That's every day of the week, including event nights, the social hour at Blue Restaurant and Lounge. And they'll serve Sunday brunch. I'll be there tomorrow for a brunch trivia. We're doing Pitch Perfect trivia tomorrow. Yes. We've got uh, nachos. Uh, so here's some of the, the menu items. Nachos Rancheros, which is the breakfast nachos. they got steak and eggs. And CJ's uh, favorite to order. French toast of the day. All of them are delicious. Different French toast every week. So uh, if you want to make a reservation, you call 901-334-5950. That's 901-334-5950. It's Blue Restaurant and Lounge on BB King Boulevard. Across from FedEx Forum, go ahead and start making your Valentine's Day reservations now. It'll be here before you know it. We're taking a quick time out.
We'll be right back. You're listening to Street Alive on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 at 877 FM. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Coming up at 12.05 our wrestling hour this week, a full hour of wrestling talk. We'll talk to Jerry the King Lawler at 12.05. And we'll get your thoughts about SmackDown Live, which is in Memphis on Tuesday. Plus, we'll uh, revisit my interview with WWE superstar Becky Lynch. So that's coming up in the noon hour. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater and the perfect place to take a date. It's located at Union and Cooper in Overton Square. Uh, Place on the Squares uh, season is underway. Man, they've had some great plays so far, and they still got some good ones still to come. Rock of Ages just started this week. Rock of Ages. And they've got Million Dollar Quartet on the schedule and Lord of the Flies as well. Check out playhouseontheSquare.org to see the full list of shows and to buy tickets. That's Playhouse on the Square. So a couple weeks ago, we had on Kelly Evans from The Undefeated, ESPN's Undefeated. She was uh, talking about her story uh, about Memphis and the grind in Memphis, Tennessee. But then all of a sudden she dropped a bomb saying, hey, I got another story that Memphians are going to be interested in that's going to come online uh, very soon. And that story uh, went up this week about Coach Lionel Hollins. And the headline is Lionel Hollins on life after the Grizzlies and the Nets. So here to talk about that story, she writes for The Undefeated. She's an editor for The Undefeated. She is Kelly Evans. She joins us now. What's up, Kelly? What's up, Kevin? Thanks for joining us uh, this morning. Um, before we get into talking about Lionel Hollins, which I want to do, it's a very interesting story, some interesting quotes from him uh, on your story on theundefeated.com. Uh, we were talking about the Martin Luther King Day game in Memphis. It happened on Sunday night the other day. And I've talked to you about this on air uh, this past month. And I was just curious because CJ saying it's impossible for them to update the conversation to what is happening today because it would just be – Taking people off left and right if they tried to update the conversation. And that's an NBA franchise that that is uh, impossible. You you write for the undefeated, which is about the, the cross-section of sports and race. Do you think it's possible for the Grizzlies to, to whether it's with Martin Luther King Day game, when they're, when they're celebrating the past and talking about uh, civil rights and Martin Luther King, can they update the conversation to stuff that is happening today? They can. I you think, think it's they possible. Can. I think it's possible. I think it's hard 
Um, I think that they kind of stick with what's relevant and it's safe to talk about the past and um, that's where it is, but I absolutely think they can. And sometimes the players will. Like if you, I don't know if you saw the video that Mike Collins did that we posted mm-hmm. on the Undefeated with Mark Spears, but he kind of updated the conversation and talked about what he'd like to see happen today. Um, but it's hard to update it. Like I put in my first article, especially in Memphis, when the past is kind of the tag that we wear. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, in a way, you've got to talk about the past. And I think every year you should talk about it because you're still educating folks about so many different elements of it. Um, but I was just raising the question because, you know, like they started the Martin Luther King Day game years ago mm-hmm. in Memphis. And so much has happened in this country since then as far as, you know, Black Lives Matter and all of the other uh, racial conversations have started since then. And they haven't really updated the program to necessarily reflect uh, where we are here in 2017. Right. And it could be. And I, I, I totally understand what CJ is saying. It's a hard line because. A lot of the, of course, you know how the organization is set up. There's no one person that can speak about culture or educate about culture or direct cultural conversations. So sometimes it doesn't happen. So they play safe because they don't want to take a stand and risk to lose money, risk to lose advertisers, um, risk to lose so much because they want to take a stand. So they kind of leave it where it is but i think there's nothing wrong with it for example did you see the shoes that draymond green wore Mm -hmm. the sideline racism shoes i mean that sparks a conversation um and i think it could be dealt with i think maybe and i we just we're just this not was our planned conversation today on the show it's kind of right it's just uh happening um organically here but maybe i mean maybe there, I mean, I do think I, – I don't know. I, maybe I'm just ignorant to the idea that I think that it could happen and that maybe an organ, it would take an organization like the NBA to not necessarily say you don't want to jump on any of these sides that are, or may be competitive or maybe you say certain phrases and it, and it you know, would tick somebody off. Create some, right. create some new way dialogue. of having this conversation, some new way of right. having the dialogue, you know? Right, exactly. Now, a good example of it would be the WNBA. Although it wasn't something that was decided, hey, we're going to talk about it, we're going to change the narrative, the WNBA players really, really stood up, and it sparked a lot of controversy. But after a while, the WNBA had no choice except to have that dialogue and change the narrative. And it took some protesting. It took some people stepping up for the women on their behalf and standing by them. But eventually, the WNBA had to have the narrative. They fought against it, but it, they couldn't change it anymore. All right, we're talking. But about ca- that was yeah. because those players stood in solidarity to make sure the the narrative was happening. And we're talking with Kelly Evans from The Undefeated. Her story up, a Lionel Hollins on life after the Grizzlies. Lionel Hollins talks a lot about racism. He seems like he would be an interesting uh, guest or honoree, possibly, at the Martin Luther King Day uh, game in this in, in this article. I agree. I mean, he played during that time. 
Um, he coached during this time, so he's able to actually have the dialogue about both being a player back then and being a coach now and having boys growing up um, in the in this day and time dealing with some of the issues. So I think he'll be a great person to have the conversation or even, like you said, being honorary at some point. The so tell, tell us about the story with, with Lionel Hollins. Uh, what did you What did you learn uh, when you uh, re- reconnected with Lionel Hollins and caught up with him? Um, I saw a very humble side of of Lionel Hollins. Um, with Coach Hollins, we're used to seeing hardcore. We're used to seeing work, Lionel. Um, we're used to seeing. That person who's determined to win, we're used to hearing some of the backlash that he's faced. We're used to hearing him fuss at us. We're used to hearing him fuss about other things that he didn't like, being that opinionated person that he is that we have learned to respect. Some have not, some have. But um, I learned, I saw the humble side of him, and I I appreciated it. And... it was interesting reading this article because he's living in Memphis, right? Yeah. And he goes swimming every day? Every day. What else can you tell people about his regular life of Lionel Hollins in Memphis? Um, he babysits his new granddaughter on Wednesday, he said. Um, his his family's over quite a bit. His children still live here except for his oldest son and his family. But he, it's all about family right now. They're very close-knit. Very family-oriented. He um, is really spending a lot of time in his foundation. And it's just a moment for him where he can rest and he's enjoying his time. And he would love to be back on the court. He's been living it. That's what he does. But if it doesn't happen for him, he's fine. Do you think he is, is, is staying in Memphis for the rest of his life, you think? I could see that, yeah. The... You you asked him about Memphis specifically in this story. I did, and what he kind of what he would like to see. And this is his quote. He said, "quote I'm a dreamer, but maybe some of the crime rate would go down in in that part of the city. But I like a lot about the way Memphis is growing, and I would like to see a Nordstrom and a Neiman Marcus and all those things." Yeah, and <laughs> he, he spun the, that. I was like, "This is right." We're re- I'm reading this, and I'm like, "All right, it's nice serious stuff from Lionel Hollins," and then say. I'd love to see a Nordstrom. Well, that conversation <laughs> sparked. We were talking about shopping. And, of okay. course, he said more. I just can't put, like, everything in the story. Right. But his point is men are not big shoppers. But when they do shop, they kind of like you guys like some of the high-end stuff. So you can go to, like, Oak Hall and find some things. But he said it would be good to say, hey, I want this. And not have to drive to Nashville to do it because Memphis is progressive and it's grown enough. And they, you guys have a lot of men who get nice things and it would be great for them to be able to go into a department store and get some of those things that he, he can't, would he can't, like to see happen. He can't find nice clothes at the Bass Pro Pyramid. What does he have against <laughs> Joseph A. Bank? I don't. I think Memphis has got Nothing. some nice he clothing goes to stores. Those places, but he's saying that he would like more of a variety. You know, those Joseph. anchor stores. Could they really live in Memphis? You know, K- we, and, we we got K and G. We have Lord and Taylor. What happened to Lord and Taylor? We still got Macy's. K and G suits you. They really suit you. 
We still got. We, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fooling with y'all. Nothing against KMG. Nothing against this. Hey, Macy's is Macy's is the is the department store of, of of New York City. The Big Apple doesn't get any bigger than Macy's. We got a Macy's, but hey, but no, can we have more? Can we have a variety? Oh, I agree. We could always have more. I think more realistically, this is what I would tell them. Like, there's it's very confusing that Memphis doesn't have a Belk department store. Have you ever been to Belk? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Are you comparing Belk to Nostrum right now? No, I'm just being <laughs> realistic here. Belk is the South's department store. That's like their phrase. And it's every, it's all over the South, but it's not here. There's one, like, I think the closest one is in Tupelo. But I think it, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that we do not have a Belk. Um, but every year when we watch the Belk Bowl, I'm like... I'm like, uh, where, why does Memphis not have a belt? This doesn't make Kevin any sense. Kevin wants a belt. I'll, I want a belt. But we're getting okay, you need put to put that on the list. No, we know Lionel Hollins is in Memphis, so maybe he's driving around listening right now. He probably is because, you know, Marcus used to be on with me all the time in this time slot, and he loves to hear compliments from Marcus, I'm assuming. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus Hunter, the president of the Lionel Hollins fan club in the Mid South. <laughs> I think he still has that title, even though he moved. But we're getting a Nordstrom rack. We're getting a Nordstrom rack. Did you tell him that? No, I, the spinoff I didn't know. Nordstrom is, is going to open across when from Oakport Mall. Where? We're talking, oh, it is open we're talking shopping right now, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> across from Oakport Mall, the Nordstrom rack, which is their, uh, yeah. you know, like is it their TJ Maxx? What is it? No, it's not. It's just their lower. It's it's not even their lower end store. It's just their um, outlet. Right, like, like the like TJ Maxx and. Sells the stuff from the department really stores, Max, discounted, but, but it's their own TJ Maxx. Not really discounted. Let's just say maybe stuff from last season. Okay. Well, it's great. And they're going to open up across <laughs> Oakport Mall. They just tore down the On the Border over there in that Sears. It's gone? Were, yeah. The, on the Border across from Oakport, gone. Sears, oh, wow. gone. It's going to be a Nordstrom Rack and other uh, shops over there. Okay. So you can tell Lionel Hollins about that. Let him I know. will tell him. I would say, Coach, you may not get a Nordstrom's, but you got Nordstrom's rock. I think he'll be happy about that. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, everybody can check out Kelly's story about Lionel Hollins and get, and get lots more personal stories from him and what he's up to uh, today as he still uh, lives in the Bluff City. That's Lionel Hollins on Life After the Grizzlies and the Nets. Go to theundefeated.com. And, of course, follow Kelly. Kelly, uh, native Memphian at Kelly yeah. Southern Girl on Twitter. Missing some vowels in there, but... We'll uh, retweet out your Lionel St- Holland story. It was real good, real good to uh, see what what's happening um, with with Lionel Hollins. And, and maybe do you think do you think he's going to get a job again in the NBA? I don't know. It's th- hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's going to get a job, but head coaching, I guess, would be the the real question. He's going to work in the NBA again in some capacity. Mm, I would oh think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, in the story, he said he's fine. You know, he has some dreams of even some front office work. So yeah. All right, we we shall we shall see. Kelly, thanks for joining us. We will catch Thank up you with you soon. Any more Memphis stories coming to the undefeated anytime soon? Um, well, Wendy Thomas did a really good story on MLK Day, and it was about um, why King came to Memphis and what the day really stands for. So that was a really good story. Um, we're just like a week removed from it, so it would be good to go back and take a read at that. But, yeah, we'll keep doing some Memphis stuff. As long as I'm there, you know I will slide some Memphis into the undefeated vertical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know. It's a, it's great. It's great to have you up there 
uh, getting us that national attention that, that that we all deserve. So thank you, Kelly. Yeah, we do. We deserve it. All right, back to my women's march on Washington. So are you talking? Are you marching, are you right marching? Right now? No, I'm not marching. Why I'm are you not sitting there? here. I'm in solidarity with them. I'm watching. I'm writing some quotes down. So I just needed to be in a place where I could really get some quotes. <laughs> right, you were in so, Washington D.C. Right. I am. So I'm showing reports coming through. There's half a million people, which is more than double than what they were expecting. Is that true? Is that what you're saying? It's 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 more than it's more than that. It's more like the million. It's probably a million now. You think so? But yeah, it's far more people at the rally right now than there were at the inauguration yesterday. Okay. All right. Well, Kelly, we'll we'll. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be doing a post about that. So uh, I will get out there. Go march. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right, bye. That's Kelly Evans from The Undefeated, formerly the Tri-State Defender right here in Memphis. We're taking a short break. Come back. CJ's going to have a song to grind to, but when we return, you're listening to Street Alive on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Maid Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Tuesday night on Broad Avenue at Rec Room and in East Memphis at Mellow Mushroom. Every Wednesday night downtown at Tampa Tap and every Thursday night on South Main at the Green Beetle and the Arcade Restaurant. CerritoTrivia.com. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Ow! Hey, CJ, you want to win some Grizzlies tickets? No, I want this Belk store, dang it. You want a Belk now? People are tweeting yes. at me. I think they misunderstood. I was talking about the department store we don't have that doesn't make any sense. And that would be Belk. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't make sense that there's no Belk here in the Bluff City. Because it's the South Department store. And there's there's one in Tupelo an hour away, so they get the trucks really close. Gotta get a Belk. But yeah, I would love tickets to see the Grizzlies. Well, we're going to give some away at Trivia coming up in February. On February 16th, you always hear the Trivia commercials. And, of course, we've got wrestling trivia next week. But we're doing 90s sports trivia next month on February 16th. And we're going to give away tickets to the Grizzlies, to the winning team. So coming up February 16th, 90s sports trivia. What do you remember about the 90s as far as sports are concerned? First thing that comes to mind to me is Michael Jordan. Got to be Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan dominating John Elway, riding off with not one but two Super Bowls. 
Home runs in baseball, steroids, Lil Penny. Anyway, we're doing 90 sports trivia on February 16th. That's coming up. You could win Grizzlies tickets. So mark your calendar on that. It's it's a 90s takeover in February. I love the 90s month. Every themed trivia that we are doing in the month of February is related to the 1990s, including 90s Disney, Saved by the Bell, Groundhog Day trivia on Groundhog's Day. More to be announced. So that's going to be fun. Groundhog's Day was a, a 90s movie? Yeah. What did you think it was? I thought it was an 80s movie. Nope. Well, you would miss one question right there on Groundhog Day At trivia. At least one. <laughs> what day is Groundhog Day every year? That's a trivia question. I don't know. February 7th. It's always February 2nd. Second day of February. What do you mean, ooh, you knew it was in February, and it has not many days to choose from because it's the shortest month. I didn't know and it was so- in February. I just guessed February. You just guessed? You didn't even know Groundhog Day? Oh, wow. Yeah. CJ will not be attending Groundhog Day trivia but 1993 is when that movie came out. Okay, if you're traveling around Grind City this weekend, huh? Grind City? You're right, Grind City. Mm, I don't know. Still, I'm trying to get used to that nickname. If you're traveling around the Bluff City this weekend, use uh, Uber. Use my Uber promo code and get $20 off your first ride. That's Uber Cerrito, U-B-E-R-C-E-R-R-I-T-O. Type that code into the Uber app. You'll get $20 off your first Uber ride. That's Uber Cerrito. Try that promo code today as you travel around what I call the Bluff City, what CJ and the Grizzlies like to call Grind City. And uh, every week, every week uh, for the past couple months, CJ's been showing his love to the city's new nickname given to us by the Memphis Grizzlies um, by giving us a song to grind to in Grind City. So we are continuing to add songs to CJ's playlist, which will eventually become a Spotify playlist. But uh, um, it's well documented on the show. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of the name Grind City. It's growing on me a little bit, and thanks in part to CJ in this playlist, because CJ loves it. I think he misunderstands exactly what the Grind and Grind City means, but uh, he is making a playlist for you to create on your own MP3 player when you're not listening to podcasts of this show to uh, grind to some jams. So, CJ, what is your song to grind to in Grind City this week? I love how you're like, you're missing the best part, and then I hear the best part. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely yeah, that, the best that is, part. That is what it is. and That's why it makes the list. Yeah, my mixtape in college had this. Mix CD, rather, had this. And Studio Love, which made the list earlier. Talking about I, the, I, think the, I think it went like in a three-song stretch. This song and then Studio Love to really seal the grinding deal. So this, what was the name of this mixtape in college? This was the grind. I mean, this was it? my grind mix. You didn't call it your grind mix. I called it you, the grind. You've been grinding CD. since the nineties. 
No, I've been grinding since undergrad, <laughs> the 2000s, the aughts, Kevin, the aughts. How old do you think I am? I don't know. We talked about that earlier. I can't remember. <laughs> no, yeah, this is my, like, You're 29. You're 29. You're 29 because you're, you're going to miss out on the 20 under 30. By, like, three months because the birthday's in September. Mm. And here you are. Here I am. The doctor of grind. Doctor of grind, not on the 20 under 30. I'm getting people grinding in Memphis. Is it Doc? Do we say Dr. Grind? Dr. Grind, that's. Dr. Grind is what I am. Doctor, not Doctor of Grind. You can. No, 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 no. no. I like this aspect of Dr. Grind. TJ will be in the new Avengers movie, Dr. Grind. Isn't Scarlett Johansson in that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I see where Dr. Grind's going with that. All right, so once again, the name. What's the what's the name in the in the uh, the, the song title? Artist Falsetto and song by the Dream. All right, there you go. That is your song to grind to and grind CD for this week. CJ will have us another entry on next week's show. When we come back, it's the wrestling hour today. We're going to be joined by Memphis legend Jerry the King Lawler. He joins us on the other side. You're listening to Street Live on Real Sports Talk Sports 86 and 87.7 FM. Star, half of Memphis's power couple, telling you to tune in to the main event of Street Alive every weekend for the wrestling segment. My man Dustin Five Star sits down every Saturday with Kevin Cerrito to talk about all things in the world of wrestling. So tune in to Street Alive on Sports 56 every Saturday at 12:30 for some wrestling smack talk. And if you ever miss this or any of the show, you can listen to the podcast by subscribing to Cerrito Live for free on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And as always, podcasts are available at CerritoLive.com.